Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. I'm trying to think what else I got for you. I'm a little hey, angry. Hey, Belichick, put on your headset. First day of free agency, you open up the checkbook, and what is it, $200 million? That's how much the Patriots have brought in in contracts in the first, what is it, four hours of free agency? What are you That's trying 20. to do here? You're a little bit annoyed that Tom Brady uh, showed you up this year, huh? Yeah, but didn't they re-sign Cam Newton? I don't know, Belichick. You tell me. I'm, I'm an Eagles sure they guy. did. I think they re-signed. Yeah, well, I'm a Raiders guy. What does that mean? So, so I'm pretty sure they re-signed Cam Newton. That team only goes as far as Cam takes him. And, you know, you saw last year Cam's not taking him too far. Um, unless Cam's going to be the backup. Listen, there's moves to be made, man. Actually, it's a great segue into, uh, into the play. Guys, I didn't know Andrew was going to start off with this fun stuff, but, you know, people are going to start to look a little bit about football, but football is, it's the forgotten sport right now, right? Baseball's, I just watched a Yankee game, you know? I mean, it was spring training and, you know, Aaron Hicks had like a headpiece in and he was talking to Michael Kay and John Sterling during the game, catching a fly ball, which would never happen unless you're Jose Altuve. You know, most baseball players are not allowed to wear electronics during the game. But I guess in spring training and in, you know, Astros games, they allow it. Um, but people are watching baseball, basketball is really heating up. Everybody's all over top shot, you know, everybody's going nuts and football is the forgotten thing. So it's, it's cool that you started off with football. Um, my play today is it's doubling down on, on, uh, on something we already uh, told you guys with the combination of the PSA prices and no one looking at football, you can find PSA rookies real cheap. And one where I will tell you to look is one I gave one of my first plays ever, but it's because of free agency contract rumors that I see swirling around Twitter today. It's my good friend DJ Chark, who is a receiver oh, for you're, the uh, you're going Jaguars. Back to the well cage. You're going back so, to the well. Yeah, because right before we jumped on here today, there's rumors abound all over the place that he's going to be Lamar Jackson's number one target and potentially move over to the Ravens, which is very different from a hobby and football and, dare I say, cardboard relevance than playing for the lowly Jaguars where Gardner Minshew is throwing you the ball and, you know, maybe this year it'd be Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? But the, the point is, you look at somebody like that and, you know, that's a person who I'm going to be looking to put money in right now for this coming season because if he's traded to somebody like the Ravens, come on now, that's new lease on life. But even if he's not... His quarterback is going to be the one getting all the hype, all the ESPN, and all the other fun stuff, right? So, so you don't have to buy DJ Chark. I'm giving you him as an example of where to look. Look at football. Look at guys who have, you know, they're coming off of a down year or guys who are coming off a good year. But the play really is a play on PSA's increased prices. And you don't know how it's going to impact yet, but you can still – we talked about this with Miles Sanders the last time I brought this – but you can you can get PSA tens of good rookies now for the price of a normal PSA submission, the fifty bucks. Do you so, think that, that it eventually will play itself out? So, like with, with PSA prices going, you know, from basically mm-hmm. twenty to sub to hundred, any halfway decent player in a PSA ten, do you think that's a seventy five dollar card no matter what in a year? I mean, it's going to work out one way or the other. You might just have less PSA tens of people, and because of that you're going to have increased prices because the population's not going to be there. I mean, I'm curious when they come out, like Joe Adele, people got in on the Topps flagship early enough that they beat the pricing and got in a bunch of Joe Adele's. So there will be a few of them, but 
somebody like me who has six or eight Joe Adele cards sitting here in my basement that I would normally send in in the next bulk sub I send in, I'm not going to send them in. I know I'm not the only one. I think what you might see is the price of those things go up twofold. One, because you know, for, for two reasons. Number one, because it now costs so much money to frigging grade the damn thing. But two, you might see less of them grading. You know, you might see less of them being graded. It, certainly intuition says that, right? Like I remember Gavin Lux, right? He's a prospect. <laughs> he hasn't done anything, but his cards were like 40, 50 bucks. At Still are. Yep. Still are. And yeah, man, Kyle Lewis, well, I'm going to get back people are into those so cheap, but once yes. we have a full cycle, yep. how will that, that won't be possible, right? Because the cost of oh. the grading, you're already in a loss. Or people are going to start losing money. Think of it like, you know, we, everybody hates Top Shot, right? But eventually those packs are going to be losing money. But people are still going to be buying them, not realizing that they're losing money. Eventually, people are going to stop buying those packs because the $9 packs are going to only get you $6 back and people are going to stop doing it. I think, you know, if you believe PSA and they're trying to avoid that junk slab era, uh, this is part of their reason why they're doing what they're doing, right? Not every card should be graded according to, you know, the experts and the, uh, you know, the Justice League of the hobby, um not every card should be graded but yeah i mean dude look i got a i got a a, a a sub that i sent in in july of last year july they, they claim they got it in august but that they didn't start so it was received in august but they didn't log it in until october so i guess by all rights i should not be complaining because they're they, you know the complete through dates are only to july now so so the fact that this is october i'm in quality assurance one as of this morning, QA one. So at any time, I can get the hey, grades on this. That's exciting. It's got, it's got forty three Kyle Lewis top flagship rookies from when we started this. I talked about this the other day. This was like my play. You know, like I gave everybody a week to buy Kyle Lewis, and then I was buying them after everybody had their chance, and then I put them all into a PSA sub. So, so I look today. You know what the last one sold for in PSA ten? Like forty four dollars. Wow. If you try to grade that now, it's fifty bucks to grade it regular. So that's you know that, that that is one of those things that you know push is going to have to come to shove in the hobby. But I'm talking football. Look at football. Look at those guys. Look at the surprise you didn't guys. touch on uh, the Johnny Smith signing. If there's one thing Belichick loves, it's a good tight end. So well, I'm not. That sounds him. dirty. How that does that sound dirty? dirty? He loves tight ends. How, how do you know Belichick likes tight ends? <laughs> You're so dumb. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but Jonas Smith, he's a damn good tight end too. He is very, right. very good. That's a that that is a that is a skilled I, offensive weapon. And I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> Cameron he took away from uh, he took it away from from one of his like rivals, one of his you know you know a yep, team they yeah. have to probably go through in the AFC too. So I, I'm, Cam is Cam is so inaccurate with his throws, but that's going to be an interesting dynamic. But I, I'm reading here, Cam's not promised the starting job. I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, Belichick makes some moves for quarterback, but even if he doesn't, what's great about a tight end is it's kind of just a big target to throw to, right? So yep. it's inaccurate, but you don't have to be super accurate if you just have like, I remember Antonio Gates, right? With Phillip Rivers, he mm-hmm. would run routes, just turn around and he's such a big body. You throw yep. it anywhere in his vicinity, he'll grab it. Cage, that's not my play. You Are you a college basketball guy? Do you even know? I do enjoy, I enjoy the tournament. I watched the selection show. Um, I noticed the NIT was a little contracted, less teams in it this year. Um, I, I watched the NS, NCAA selection show. I've seen some you know, potential history being made in uh, Gonzaga going into it undefeated. I don't think there's been an undefeated team since the mid-70s. I think the year before I was born, 
um, was the last time a team you know, uh, went into and, and, and finished an undefeated season. So it's been a while, obviously. That's, you're talking like 100, 150 years there. Um, but, yeah, I lo- listen, that is the coolest time for sports. And I'm not a fan of any college team. Um, but, you know, we were talking yesterday. So the Georgetown, the Hoyas, 13-12, and 12, won the Big East, and they won it going away. I mean, nice to see Ewing. I'm a big Ewing fan. Go back to his alma mater. And, you know, win one in the garden, you know, um, with his jersey hanging above him while he wins the Big East tournament. That was a cool a cool thing for them. I did go to St. John's. Um, so it would have been nice. They were a decent team this year. Uh, some would say a bubble team. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely love watching this. There's no sporting day like the, 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 the first round of the NCAA tournament, especially if you're a sports better. Just nonstop. Last question, I'll get right into my play. Yep. What's more surprising? Your Charlotte Hornets sitting at 19 and 18 in sixth in the East, or the Houston Rockets are in the midst of a 16 game losing streak? So it's very difficult to lose 16 straight games in the NBA. <laughs> right? Because you know, you gotta figure you're gonna you're gonna have a good night on the same night that you catch somebody who's, you know, having a piss poor night. Especially this is a team that made a trade, you know, they went out and got Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have some, some, you know, legitimate players. You'd figure on one night they'd catch a team on a back-to-back, especially this year. Remember the home-and-homes where, uh, you know, mm-hmm. teams were teams were not, you know, covering home field, uh, home court advantage as well because of those back-to-back games. Um, I think I saw a stat, you know, like the, the, the Hornets have like eight back-to-backs coming up. Um, wow. The Spurs had something like, like 33 games in 69 days or so like so some crazy you know stats you know like that because they're crunching the season down so i think that's more surprising i mean you said the hornets were going to be a playoff team a high playoff team in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year i did not buy it um i still don't buy them center. as a Without a center they have a bald man as their center or someone who's balding that's even worse cody zeller cody zeller i mean he's a serviceable center but and he had a broken hand for first month of the year um but he looks no, like an it, NFT programmer. It's it just shows you. I mean, that's not you, you got a team that's one game over 500. And there are a lot of teams that seem to be right around 500 that are struggling for that, you know, in the mix of the potential playoff team bottom of it, like the Knicks, like everyone's excited about the Knicks because they're not garbage. They were a game over 500 the other day too. And then they lost. Um, but I mean, are you really excited about being 500? I guess when you've been as bad as the Knicks and the Hornets have been for as long as they've been, it's good to be mediocre. For basketball, the things that have caught me recently are how good some of the youngsters have looked. We talk about this district class, and I've been critical of it myself, and some of our listeners have really given us a hard time, right? You're, you included, they've, they've kind of come out and said, hey, stop shitting on this draft class. Me too. We get DMs about it. LaMelo looks fantastic. But if you're watching basketball, it's hard not to be impressed by by both Wiseman and Edwards. I mean, Edwards is the real deal, man. He had a legit game last night. I mean, forget about all the highlight real dunks, right? He's, I mean, I think he had six three pointers. He had thirty four points, I think, and he was basically t- down. I like his swag, right? I, I like his swag. He's funny. He was basically drawing at and going basket for basket with Dame Lillard last night, which is somebody you don't want to do that with. But it was anybody's game until the last couple minutes, and it was just okay. Edwards is going to drive, or Edwards is going to pull up for a three, and then Lillard came down. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to hit a three now. And it, it, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely impressive to see somebody that young, you know, basically 
in that type of a back and forth with clearly one of the players. Very likeable. MVP candidates. I would agree. He's very likable. He's very swaggy. He's very charismatic. And even when he kind of talks that talk, like he has a smile on his face. So it's, yes. uh, the team likes it. But he's I was impressed by his game. He's got yeah, a lot I'm, of potential, but he's a he's not a good shooter right now. He's not a so, good shooter. I mean, he, that's he, what he was impressive last about him last night. He had a, so he could finish around the rim, man. And if that if his if his shot falls the way that it was falling last night, he's going to be a very good player. I'm not saying he's all time great, but I, but but the the point there being that the top of the draft class there, that's three and Wiseman. Wiseman was given some legit minutes last night and, and finishing around the rim. He's still more of a project. Right. Remember, he only played a couple of a couple of games. But I mean, so on the pick and roll switch defense, he's like lunging at guys. Mike Conley put put him on skates last night. I mean, like he lunged at Conley at, out by like the three point line, and Conley was past him before you could say Wiseman looks like a fool. And I mean, just like an uncontested layup. I mean, it was. It, it, I mean, Conley is very good, obviously, but but you can tell there are areas of the game that these youngsters need to work on. But you know, we talk about how this is a crappy class and don't buy the don't buy the prism basketball, it's overpriced. Some of these guys might turn out to be some legit players. But well, let's have some fun, GM Cage. Yep. You get a chance to redraft. Wiseman, Mello, Edwards. What's your order? Yeah, man. So so I was pissed at three getting Lamello. I wanted Wiseman. And now obviously I'm not as a Hornets fan, I'm not upset because you know LaMelo has has played really well. Devontae Graham was injured and has, you know, turned back into the pumpkin that he was, borderline G League <laughs> player. Um and you know You gotta cut him some slack. He's not very tall or athletic. Well, so he's turned into back what he's supposed to be, I guess, right? You know, the the dance is over for Cinderella. The clock struck midnight, you turn back into a pumpkin. He is what he is. So fair, fair enough. So, so I still would say that that the draft is fair. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of the three teams who drafted would change their pick. You know, like as good as Lamelo's been, I don't think if you draft again, I don't think Minnesota goes and takes Lamelo. I think Edwards probably has a higher ceiling, and Wiseman, who's a project, you know, that that team does not need a Lamelo ball on it. That 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 Warriors team. Um, so I think the draft still falls the same one, two, three. Do you think, do you think I, the Warriors could have used the, uh, Edwards? I think Edwards still goes one. Um, you know, this year the Warriors could use Edwards because they, I think they're actually overperforming what people thought they were going to do. I think people thought they were going to be complete trash after Clay got hurt. Um, you know, they're a little bit better than that. And I think Edwards is more of a polished player now. So yes, I think if you're talking about like, like wins and losses this season, I think Edwards is probably would have been a, a better pick for them, but you know, listen, I think it's Minnesota's pick that they have still. I think they have a draft pick from Minnesota in this coming draft. They being Golden State Warriors from the Wiggins trade, I think, right? It's only protected to three. I think Minnesota has the worst record in the NBA, but you never know with, with basketball who's going to get what pick and whatnot. But if Minnesota pick falls out of the top three, which, you know, a couple teams, if Houston keeps losing, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not that difficult to think of it happening. If, if Minnesota has the fourth pick, Golden State gets it. So you could have the Warriors next year getting pick number four in the draft, have Clay coming back, Draymond, Steph, Wiseman, and some other, you know, top flight rookie as well. I mean, Golden State could get right back into the thick of things pretty quickly. Um, so, you know what's coming out this summer, Cage? I forgot about Wiggins. <laughs> So what's coming out? Wiggins is Wiggins. Space Jam, right? The, the Space Jam with LeBron. 
I don't know, man. You know that I have not followed that because, like everything else, it's it's a sequel, and sequels are not as good as the original, which is exactly why LeBron is doing a Michael Jordan sequel because he's not as good as the original, never will be. Um, so I really have, and that's exactly what my play is today. So sequels. This is a fun one, not a well, sequel. The, Weapon the original. The original. Mm, one nice. of my favorite cards. I don't even know if you could call this a card. It's like those Michael Jordan cards with the with the Looney Tunes. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Space Jam cards. Yeah. Space Jam cards. Exactly. On it's like on very thin paper, and they're not the best to grade, but they're fun. And so I go on eBay today, and I'm like, let's bring a fun play. Yesterday I brought the Luca Nation three money making plays. Today I wanted to go a different route, right? I want to have some fun. I love Space Jam. I noticed Space Jam's on Netflix, and you can't watch Space Jam enough. And I'm like, how much these stickers have to be? You know, like. 20, 30 bucks a piece. I go on and I see the packs, Cage, and there's two different types of packs, okay? But the one I want to bring to you guys is a $5 pack. It's the 1996 Space Jam 6 sticker, sealed pack, Michael Jordan, for six bucks. That's cool. How many packs do you get these days that are like five, six bucks with iconic people inside? None. None. So I mean, you don't get much more iconic than Bugs Bunny. So you're getting Bugs Bunny, man. Daffy Duck. It's iconic. Iconic to the max. Porky Pig. This is a different play than my usual ones, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. So I think there are cards also. So what Andrew's bringing you are the stickers, um, which is pretty cool. You know, I mean, you've done well grading stickers too. So, you know, they're you're not popular. shying away from the stickers. They're gaining, they're gaining popularity, but I actually wouldn't even open the pack until summer because I could see these packs having the same type of effect as the Harry Potter, you know? Mm-hmm. Because like, I mean, they're six bucks. Why couldn't a pack go to 25? You know, when the Space Jam is going on and you just sell the pack, it definitely can. So, I'm, I'm I, sure I, they're I gonna have some cards for uh, they'll probably have some cards for the new movie too. Mm-hmm. So, people will look for more cards for the old one. That's that's it's a, it's a cool deal. I've looked at these uh, myself. Um, well, well like, cool stuff for these. Them off. It's like, why I'm not gonna grade them, but if you're in the market for something fun and cheap. I mean, this is pretty cool. You get iconic, cheap, and, and fun. So that it, it checks all the boxes for me. There's also this thing called the 1996 Upper Deck Space Jam Hobby Pack. Mm-hmm. So that's the cards. Those, but those are Upper Deck licensed. I don't believe the stickers are Upper Deck. No. So That's cool. So it's funny, though, guys. Don't buy a ton of these. Don't buy boxes of them and send them to your PWCC vault and hope that you'll be able to sell them from there. It's a lesson I learned uh, over the last week. Um, after I gave you guys the Harry Potter play, it's funny you bring it up. Um, I went out after giving you guys a week, uh, of time to go and buy your own. I went out and I bought a case of Harry Potter stickers, 24 boxes, 50 stickers per. And I had them sent to the PWCC vault figuring, you know what? I'll have them, you know, I have them log them in as 24 separate boxes. And I'll sell them. I'll, I'll sell them off a box here, two boxes here, a box there. Your loyalty is your downfall, Mr. Cage Lawyer. So what do you think they told me? They said, you cannot pass go. You do not collect $200. We keep the boxes and we're charging you a vault. <laughs> so close. So it took them like nearly a month to log them in and get them logged in and curated or whatever it's going to be. But then I noticed I couldn't like list them. I thought maybe it was because they... They just logged it in as one single case instead of what I asked, which was log it in as 24 boxes so that I could sell off a box here, a box there. But that's not what it was. Um, I guess the case came open, which is weird because I bought a sealed case. 
and they claim that they only sell, like in their auction marketplace, they only sell um, factory sealed cases or graded cards. So because this is a, a case that's open, even though the boxes are sealed, it's something they can't sell. So now it's sitting in my vault after a vault fee for literally no reason. I have to go and, and ship them somewhere else now. You have, to, you have to fly to Oregon and pick it up. I got to go to Oregon and go we'll to take, Oregon. Take a week off that the, the show. We'll, take, we'll make it happen. Well, listen, my mistake at PwC might become uh, our listening audience's uh, um, you know, benefits. Anybody want a case? Anybody, should we do a break? What should we do with these? Anybody want some Harry Potter stickers? Let me know. I only want Hermione Granger. Yeah, I know you do. If you said that a couple years ago, it would have been bad. But nowadays, you know, completely legal. She's a smart gal. She's a smart gal. Hermione Granger is a smart gal. Yes, she is. But she's a muggle. Aren't we all? We're all just trying to do our best as we wallow through this life of wizardry. This is very true. So speaking of which, what of the four major houses would you, do you think you'd be in? Because I'm putting you in Hufflepuff. If I'm the sorting hat, you're a Hufflepuff. I just know I'm not Slytherin because I'm not Slytherin. Right. So you're not like evil. Okay. Slytherin is not evil. Slytherin is Slytherin. Like Kevin Grant <laughs> is not evil. He's just Slytherin. Like I'm going to go slide into your three and one team. That does that make him a bad person? See that yeah. Kevin Durant's in house is in the Slytherin house. Nice. Yes. He I like is, it. Absolutely is. <laughs> okay, I can see that. What's LeBron in? LeBron have to be in Gryffindor with Harry Potter. What's the other one after? So it's Griffin Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Oh. Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, and Gryffindor. You're thinking about this way too much. But it's okay, <laughs> dude. You're in like you're you're like a trance trying to figure out what house from Harry Potter to put LeBron in. I wanted to give your question the respect that it deserves. <laughs> Why? I never do that for you. Just answer. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen. As Andrew ponders which which house uh, from Harry Potter we should put LeBron in, um, and I just say he's you know, no matter what house you put him in, he's gonna wear the sorting hat. This way, you don't look at his balding head. Um, we remind you of our uh, of our picks for today, which is uh, Andrew's got some Space Jam stickers, which is a cool play. And it, you know, if it, if if it's the right one, it's not just Jordan in there. People forget Charles Barkley was in that. Uh, Bill Murray, Larry Bird was in the movie. Um, Larry Johnson, whose birthday I think it is today, Grandmama, Muggsy Bogues, Patrick Ewing, uh, Sean Bradley, who holds the distinction of being the Darko Milicic of my generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody says Darko because remember he was picked between LeBron and Carmelo. Sean Bradley was the one picked between Penny Hardaway and Chris Webber. He was the number two pick in the 1994 draft between Penny Hardaway and Chris Webber. Um, and you're like, Sean Bradley, what the hell is that? Um, Chris Webber, someone who was incredibly good and he doesn't get brought up in like the, I don't want to call him GOAT, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer and probably top 20 player of all time, right? I don't know about 20. He never really did much. He never really took a team, you know, far in the playoffs. Um, and it's a shame because the moment that he's known for the most um, in his career is calling the timeout when he didn't have one in college. I mean, there's no signature moment for him in his, in his, you know, NBA playing career, which makes it hard to call somebody a top player of all time. He was great. I loved him. You know, the, the worst thing that happened for him is he came out the year after Shaq. So he was overshadowed, but I mean that Fab Four, Michigan, that was a vibe, man. That was 
What, what about that, that? Um, the Kings team? That Kings team was all time. Kings team was, was good. Peja with Jason, uh-huh. Jason Williams, uh, Chris Weber. Who do they have? Doug Christie was that? Was he on that team? Yep, too? yep. Doug Christie was on the team. They th- and Vladi, Vladi Divox. Vladi Divox. They were a good team. Too. You know, I'm a huge Kobe fan. You guys know that. But if you guys go back, I think it's a game six of the. I can't remember if it was 2000 or which which finals, but you could look it up. There was some really questionable calls to get the the Lakers that win. That was an interesting game. So, yeah, People, Weber. Tim Donahue, that the ref that got caught cheating and gambling. Mm-hmm. Some people say that game was the beginning of a lot of the – the beginning of all the scandals. Some so, of you think calls. Kobe's – one of the Kobe championships is tainted? Yeah. No, I don't want to put that on Kobe. Hmm. Like that's on the refs for making bad calls. If on purpose. Have, Yes, but but it's not like like I don't think Kobe was the one that incentivized them to make the calls inappropriately. I think the gamblers were the ones that incentivized it. The gamblers. So who else? Who else was a crazy number two pick? Um, Sam Bowie. Seems like there's one every decade. So you know the you have the Greg Oden pick over over. Durant, but that's a one over two. But it seems like there's a one and a three that are really good, and there's a two sandwich in between. You had the shot. Glenn, Glenn Robinson Sr. was number one with Grant Hill number three. But Jason Kidd was two, so you can't really say that that was a problem. But the, the best one of all time, so we, we're talking now of LeBron with Darko and Carmelo. So Darko was pretty damn terrible. Um, Sean Bradley who was picked by the 76ers between Penny Hardaway and uh, – and, um, Chris Webber, but back in the 80s, I think it was the 84 draft, 83 draft, 83 draft. Yes, because Ewing was drafted in 84 for the 85 season. So um, pick number one, Hakeem Olajuwon. Can't fault that, right? You know, Twin Towers, you know, college beast, top Beautiful. top player Beautiful. of all time, great player. Pick number two to the Portland Trailblazers, Sam Bowie. Big time college player center. So Elijah on pick one, Sam Bowie pick two. Do you remember who pick three was? Clyde the Glide? No, but Clyde the Glide comes into this equation. He was picked the year before by Portland, which is why Portland took Sam Bowie oh, and passed Portland. on Michael Jordan, who was pick number three. So, yeah, Sam Bowie, I'm a decent NBA player, probably better NBA player than Sean Bradley and Darko Milicic were. But uh, it seems like every decade there's uh, there's a pick number two and pick number three makes them pay for it. So I don't know. I don't know who. I think Jay Williams on ESPN was talking about this, and it was a pretty interesting point that we don't think about. It's a kind of the hit, the hidden or the micro competition within competition. And he always says like when Zion's playing Ja, uh-huh. he needs to have that mindset of hey, I was the number one pick, you were number two, and when we play, let it be clear that I will always be the number one and you're the number two. And you don't think about that, but that kind of within your class, competition is actually more important than it seems. You've always heard that famous line by Draymond Green, right? He knows every single player drafted before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. That's cool. I like uh, I like that we're going down this trip of down memory lane, Cage. Yeah, because there's a lot of them, right? Aaron Rodgers, you think he gets up for all the teams that passed on him? I mean, Alex Smith was taking number one and a bunch of teams – Passed on Rodgers. I mean, it happens, seems to happen every year. I just wanted like to play in San Francisco in the Bay Area. I think that's where he's from. He went to college in Cal. So, all right, Cage, let's wrap this because now we're just rambling and I'm looking at your beautiful face that's not shaven. 
It is beautiful now, isn't it? Um, but yeah, man, this was a fun one. I'm going to go look at some Space Jam stuff, and I expect a whole bunch of messages from you guys about what we should do with my Harry Potter stickers when I get them from Oregon. Unless somebody has a vault and you just want me to transfer them into your vault, that would be so easy. Do you, you have a vault? He's a vault. Like, I'm picturing just a closet with a lot of padding. You think the PWCC vault is just a closet with some, like, some styrofoam on it? Yes. <laughs> You never know, man. You never know. I doubt it, but you never know. Some posters of, and some posters of like Michael Jordan where they're throwing uh, tax in it. Or, or <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers are sure better than you. Something like that. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> hey, you never know. So any Lays parting words? Out. Any Lays parting words? Out. Tomorrow huh? is, uh, tomorrow is uh, Star Stock, everybody. So if yep. you've got any questions for that, let us know. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll try to work some questions in. We'll try to answer some questions on that. We got some, we got some updated data from, uh, from Star Stock came in today. So lots of fun stuff we'll be able to share with you, some, some Star Stock firsts. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.